Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of an affordable multi-pattern tube condenser microphone that was used for Taylor Swift's voice on her album 1989. Why did I pronounce it like that? Swiftis, that microphone being the Avantone Pro CV12 multi-pattern large capsule tube condenser microphone. If you are interested in this mic, it will cost you around $500, which is affordable for a tube microphone. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. For this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. My gain is set at around 1230. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. First off, everything comes in this aluminum hardshell carrying case. Inside of that, you will get a smaller wooden box. Inside of that, you'll find the microphone. Then you'll find a rather long rubber 7-pin XLR to 7-pin XLR cable to connect the mic to the power supply. You'll of course get the power supply with the cable to power the power supply. A shock mount with annoying thumb screws, as well as a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, and a couple of extra elastic bands for the shock mount, and you'll get a bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, there's nothing that stands out as terrible on the microphone. It feels about as good as a $500 microphone should. It has an all-metal body as well as a metal mesh grill, which doesn't have any give to it, but has a bit of squeakiness to it. On the front of the microphone, you'll find two switches, the first one being an 80Hz high-pass filter, and the second one being a negative 10dB pad. On the rear of the microphone, you will find nothing else. On the bottom of the microphone, you'll find the 7-pin XLR port to connect this to the power supply. If you are interested in what the microphone's interior looks like, here is a quick look at the PCB boards as well as the tube. The tube I found is a 6072A from Electroharmonics or a 12AY7EH. There you go, that's the inside of the microphone, but when we look at the power supply, it is not very good at all. It leaves quite a bit to be desired. It is all made out of metal, which is nice, but the polar pattern selection switch is very wobbly. It does have some nice ka-chunks when you switch polar patterns, but it does not instill confidence. What instills even less confidence is the 7-pin XLR input. I don't think that I have ever once in my entire time on this channel come across an XLR port that is this loose and terrible feeling. The XLR output does feel great though. And as far as the manufacturing of this microphone, there's nothing that I could find about where it's made, but based on something they state, I believe this is manufactured in China, and then they do a little bit of QA in the USA. QA in the USA, that should be a song. Let's go to the next part. <laughs> Then as far as the specs, this microphone has nine different polar patterns in between cardioid, omnidirectional, and figure eight. It has a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. The tube that I saw is an electroharmonic 6072A or 12AY7. It has a sensitivity of around negative 38 dB, an EIN of 17 dBA, a max SPL of 146 dB with the pad engaged, and an impedance of 250 ohms. Now I'm going to walk through each of the main three polar patterns so you can hear how they sound. 
Currently, I am on the omnidirectional, and as I move around the microphone, you should hear a little bit of change, but hopefully not too much, because this is designed to pick up audio fairly evenly all the way around the mic. Next, we are on the cardioid polar pattern, moving around to 90 degrees. Here is what the off-axis rejection and coloration sounds like. Continuing around to 180 degrees, this should be pretty dead. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, here you are. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. And lastly, we are on the figure eight polar pattern and I will rotate around to 90 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the side. Should be very dead right here. Continuing around to the second lobe of sensitivity, 180 degrees, there you go. Continuing to the second knoll or dead area, there it is. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now let's see how well this microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing and here is how it is sounding. About three inches off with it pointed to the corner of my mouth and here is how the audio is sounding on the cardioid mode. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you Leet Gaming folk out there, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room on the cardioid polar pattern. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room on the cardioid polar pattern. Now I want to see how well the provided shock mount performs. To do that, I will go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that noise it rejects. And I'll tap on the boom arm. Next, I'm going to go ahead and tap on the body to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Next, I want to demonstrate how the high-pass filter affects the sound, so I will get right on top of the microphone to really accentuate the proximity effect. The high-pass filter is not currently engaged, but listen to that warmth, listen to that low end, and now let's engage the filter so you can hear how that sounds. And now I have engaged that 80 Hz high-pass filter. If I remember correctly, it is 6 dB per octave but here is how it is sounding. You can hear in the low end. It does affect the tone of my voice and it still has a lot of that low mids to it, but it cleans up a bit of that rumble. There you go, high pass filter for you. Now to be as thorough as possible, I want to do a quick test where I record a quick sample running through the Focusrite, which is what we've been doing, and then switch over to the Focusrite X8 so you can hear what this microphone sounds like running through a nicer preamp and running through some better A to D converters. So currently, I am running into the Focusrite 18i 22nd gen. My gain is set at 1230. I don't know what that translates into dB of gain, but here is how it is sounding, recording at 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. 
Now I have the CV-12 running into the Universal Audio X8. It is also recording at 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I do not have any Unison preamps engaged. This is just the straight Universal Audio preamp. There are no effects. No effects, good band by the way. My gain is set at 33 dB, and here is how it is sounding compared to the Focusrite. Do you hear a noticeable difference in the sound? Do you think it sounds... What is it, $2,300 better? <laughs> Let me know in the comments down below. Now I want to do a quick comparison between the CV-12 and a bunch of other microphones on the market so we can see how this microphone stacks up against its competition. Like always, we'll start on the microphone that we are reviewing. This is the CV-12. I am about six inches off, gain at 1230 on the 18i22nd gen, and here is how it is sounding. All right, first up for some context, here I am on the newer NW700. This is a $25-ish XLR electric condenser microphone, and I am six inches off, gain at 1230. Here is how it is sounding. Let's jump back to the CV-12 and do some more comparisons. We are back on the CV-12 again. Nothing has changed. 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, 1230 on the gain, six inches off. There you go, let's jump to the next mic. Next up, we are on the Audio-Technica AT2020. This is a $100 cardioid-only solid-state condenser microphone, and here is how it is sounding. Same distance, same gain setting, same recording sample, bit depth, all of that. Make sure to check the lower third, because I will have to boost each of these differently in post to level match them, but here is one of the most popular microphones out there. More comparisons now. Guess what? We are back on the CV-12 again, and I want you to hear it so you can cleanse your palate and get an understanding and get reminded of how it sounds. Let's jump to the next mic so you can hear how it compares to that. Okay, now we are on the Rode NT1. This is one of my all-time favorite mics. This goes for about $270, another cardioid-only solid-state condenser mic, and same distance, six inches off, same gain setting, everything. And here is how it sounds compared to a $500 multi-multi-multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. Let's jump back to that and do some more comparisons. We are on the CV-12 again. Nothing has changed. No filters, no pads, no nothing. And here is how it is sounding on my voice at the same distance, same gain setting. Let's jump to another mic. Next, I am on the Shure KSM-32. This is another cardioid-only solid-state condenser microphone. This goes for about $500. I am six inches off. The gain is at the exact same level. And here is how it compares to a $500 multi-multi-multi-pattern, I think I already said that, a multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. Here it is, 500 bucks versus 500 bucks. Which one do you like better? Let me know in the comments down below, but we have a lot more to do. Let's do more comparisons. Again, we are back on the CV-12 to cleanse your palate and let you hear the microphone that we are reviewing. Here is how it is sounding. Let's jump to another microphone and do some more comparisons. And now we are on the MXL Revelation 2. I am six inches off. This is on the cardioid mode. I do not have any filters or pads engaged. And here is how it sounds. This is another affordable tube condenser microphone. Goes for $500. And here is how it sounds compared to the Avantone CV-12. This is very, very quiet. 
So check the lower third, I will have to boost this a lot more in post. I bet you never would have thunk it, but we are back on the CV-12 again, so you can hear how this sounds, because I want you to get the best feel for how this compares to other microphones, and let's do that. Compare other microphones now. Alright, now we are on the Lewitt LCT-840. I believe this is the first time this mic has appeared on the channel. This is an, a $900? $900 multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. I am 6 inches off. Gain is at the exact same level. There you go. Quick comparison, $900 versus $500. Both have multiple polar patterns. All of that stuff, both are tube. Both use similar tubes. 12AY7 versus, I believe, a 12AX7. I'll, I'll know when I do the full review. There you go. Let's do a couple more comparisons. Stop it. What were you just doing? You should be ashamed of yourself. What? This is a mic review. We're back on the CV-12 so you can hear it, and you were doing that? For shame. But here is how this, <laughs> here is how this microphone sounds. Let's jump to an... <laughs> this is insanity. Let's jump to another microphone so you can hear how it sounds compared to that. Now we have broken into the four digits. We are on the Neumann. Hello, hello Neumann. The TLM-103. <laughs> Sorry about that. And this is a cardioid-only solid-state condenser microphone. Here is how it is sounding. Six inches off, gain at 1230 still. Check the lower third. And there you go. $1,100 versus $500. Tube condenser versus solid-state. Which one do you like better? More comparisons are coming your way, though. Sometimes I think it should be illegal how much fun I have with these reviews. I am back on the Avantone CV-12, 6 inches off, gain at 12.30, nothing else has changed, same recording, sample rate, and bit depth, and here is how it sounds. Let's jump to another microphone and hear how it sounds compared to that. Next, we are on the Telefunken TF-51. This is a newer release from Telefunken. This is an $1,800 multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. This goes for more of a 251 style sound. 251 style sound versus a C12 style sound. But I wanted to include it because vintage entire inspired tube sound versus vintage inspired tube sound. And there you go. I, if I didn't mention cardioid, no filters. Six inches off, gain it the same thing, all of that stuff. And there you go. Telefunken versus Avantone, $1,800 versus $500. Let's do one more. We'll do one more comparison. All right. This is going to be the last mic that we compare it against. This is the CV-12, if you had forgotten somehow, some way, some shape or form. CV-12, cardioid mode, no filters, gain at 12.30, 6 inches off, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. Let's jump to the last mic and do that comparison. Let me know in the comments down below what you think this last microphone is going to be. You all know what it's going to be. You know already. Lastly, we are on the Neumann U87AI. This is a $32 to $3,600 microphone. Solid state, but it does have multiple polar patterns. And here is how it sounds, 6 inches off, gain at 1230, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. And that concludes the microphone comparison section. Let's jump to the music section, but I want to note 
this microphone is so large and tall, I had an incredibly difficult time getting a proper placement on my speaker. Do not take this as the ultimate sample of electric guitar because I wasn't able to get the standard placement that I normally use. Because the microphone is so large, I have to use an ISO cab. Gotta make do with what we got. So I apologize for the guitar being off, but I wanted to still include it even though it's not a perfect representation of what I normally present. I don't sound like Taylor Swift tonight, even though I've got her mic. Hey Taylor Swift, hey Taylor Swift, I just wanna say hello to you, sup dude. What up homie, hope you're doing well, hope you're staying safe. I don't know you. It's just interesting, your engineer chose the CV-12 and I needed something to sing about, so I thought I would say that. Okay, this is weird and awkward, let's do the conclusion and outro of this review. Okay. It is a relatively affordable tube microphone, and I think it offers a pretty unique sound. And first up, let's talk about the pros. As I just mentioned, it is relatively affordable, so if you're trying to get into the tube market, this would be a pretty good entry point. Also, I found the shock mount to be pretty dang effective. It did a great job at even rejecting a really noisy boom arm being bumped, and you get a bunch of accessories. But then as far as cons, the biggest issue for me is the size of this thing. Here is a quick size comparison between the NW700 and the AT2020. This thing is just way too long. I get it. Oh, they're going for the C12 microphone, but I don't care. I hate it. I hate how long it is. Another really big con for me is the build quality of the power supply. Now I don't know if I got a dud or if this is common on other folks' units. If you have the CV-12, maybe I shouldn't say other people's units. <laughs> YouTube's gonna demonetize me. If you have a CV-12, let me know in the comments down below if you have these same issues with a loose microphone input and a wobbly polar pattern selection switch. That is a big con for me though, does not instill confidence. Also, the shock mount has a very interesting mounting system with these thumb screws which you have to tighten down, which is kind of a pain in the butt. I personally prefer the clipping system that extremely cheap shock mounts use or the, the lever that Neumann shock mounts use. That's what I would prefer, but maybe this is just the cheapest and easiest. I don't know. And I know I sound like a broken record because I say this in every single microphone review that I do. Give me a regular mount as, as well. I don't just want a shock mount, I want the regular mount too. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions on this microphone, on the electric guitar, I find it very difficult to judge for me because the difficulty I had using this mic on the electric guitar 
I couldn't get it in the standard position that I use, so I am going to reserve my judgment, and if I ever get a chance to use this mic in a proper room and mic up the guitar cab as I typically do, then I'll share my opinions on a second channel, but being that I wasn't able to use it like I normally do, I am going to reserve my judgment there. But then on the acoustic guitar, I really enjoyed this thing. It had such a lively top end that really brought the guitar to life. Then you had this very round and forward midsection, which offers a very unique and kind of vintagey sound to the acoustic. And then the lows just seemed to get out of the way. There were no issues down there whatsoever. On the acoustic, perfectly happy with it and would definitely use it for that application. Next up for singing, the first thing that I noticed was the accentuated air frequencies. You just get this very open top end. Is it the smoothest sound? No. But at this price point, I think it's pretty impressive the sound that you're getting there. Then the next thing I heard is a little bit more of a mid-forward sound than a typical modern microphone, and also a little bit more of a, a nasally sound. You may like that, you may hate that. And then you do get a little bit of a low mids warmth or beef to it, but chances are you're going to be high passing that anyways. So for singing, I think it is very usable. Obviously, Taylor Swift used it and got great results. May not be the first pick for me on my voice, but I think it is very usable. And lastly, for spoken word, I think it is perfectly sufficient. I used it on my podcast and nobody complained. Nobody said it was painful to listen to. They just listened and the microphone got out of the way. But I do find it to be more mid-forward. I do think it focuses a bit more on some nasal frequencies. If you don't like that, move on because this microphone does that or you will have to hunt and find those frequencies in your voice and EQ them out. I did find the low end to be nice and robust, but it doesn't get muddy or unclear or distract much from anything else going on. I really did enjoy the low end for spoken word. And then the top end, it's very crisp, but it's not overly gritty, especially when we compare it to some more affordable microphones that we compared it against. More of a smooth and soft top end, but you don't lose that clarity. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Avantone CV-12? Yes and no. If you are dead set on getting a tube microphone and you're looking for an affordable budget tube mic, absolutely. I think this thing sounds outstanding. I compared it to the $200 tube mic I did a couple of months ago. Comparing it to the MXL, I think this thing sounds great for the price. But at the same time, for $500, I want to be a little bit more excited by a microphone, be wowed by a microphone, and it did not do that for me. It left me thinking, uh, it is. It is. Nothing I put in front of it was offensive. It didn't make anything sound horrible. It seems perfectly functional. It just did not leave me wowed. And that's kind of a disappointment. But it does at the same time offer a unique sound that none of the other microphones that I compared it against really had. So if you want that open and airy top end, as well as more of a mid-forward and rounded midsection, then I do think it's a nice sounding microphone and it does that well. 
So just keep that in mind, what kind of tone you're getting out of this microphone. And if that is really what you want, don't buy it just because it has a tube in it. Buy it because you like the sound of it as opposed to what's inside of it. Because the sound of the microphone is really what is important. Import, important. Over-enunciating is important. Okay, <laughs> that is it for this video. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. I would love to hear from you as well. Let me know in the comments down below which of the microphones was your favorite. As I mentioned, I did use this on my podcast. I will link that in the upper right-hand corner. If you want higher quality audio, check the description. I will link the post on podcastage.com. I upload higher quality audio there. Want more videos? Subscribe. Logo down beneath me and hit that bell icon if you don't mind. Hit that bell icon if you don't mind. And if you want to be one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher or going to patreon.com slash podcastage and joining at the $5 tier or higher there. It really does help me continue to bring these videos, to bring you these videos. Until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.